Embrace life with a change for the better. Challenge your comfort zone with Glenn Miller, your personal comfort zone coach, enabling you in whatever way you may need to, to step outside your comfort zone. The Outside Your Comfort Zone podcast explores proactive and practical tips based on years of lessons learned and expert skills and advice that will enable you to accomplish more. Each episode puts a spotlight on topics and experts in their field who will compel you to action and to get more things done outside your comfort zone. So hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Outside Your Comfort Zone. And today it's with great pleasure I introduce our next guest, Denise Schlapp. Denise, hello. Hello, Glenn. How are you? I'm awesome. Thank you. And it's so cool to have you on the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, my pleasure. So if you could enlighten the audience and just expose a little bit about you, Denise, and you know the background, who is Denise Schlapp? Who's Denise Schlapp? Well, here in Australia, I'm a personal trainer doing remedial massage, sports massage. I'm also a yoga teacher, teaching various classes like spin classes, kickboxing, boxing, bar class, so all about fitness basically and massage. Yeah, so when I came here 15, 16 years ago to Australia, that's what I started doing there. But before I came to Australia, I grew up in Germany. I was actually all into music, so all into um, classical piano, and I studied sound mastering in Vienna. So it was all about music. I was playing all the piano concertos and piano competitions, so played also in a cabaret show. So wow. every time before that, I was freaking out, and I always kept asking myself, why am I doing this again? <laughs> so... Yeah, but every time I have to say, every time I did play, I always felt really good during and after. Of course, you're just proud of yourself once you can get yourself to do it. Yeah, so my first passion for that started actually with music. You know, just being on stage and then feeling the connection between you and the audience started to get me going. And I wanted to do more of that because it's like a big moment between you and people where you share the, the passion for something and yeah. you want them to feel that too. And when you when you can feel that, feel it too, then you feel that's, that's awesome. Like you feel really good about yourself. So... I think then I started more and more to get myself out of the comfort zone. When I came later then to Australia, I started personal training, remedial massage. I was very fortunate to meet a, my teacher there, which, which I had for about 10 years. He taught me in kickboxing, acrobatics, like yoga, advanced stretching, and, and later on also in massage. He always said, we're not going to work on what you're already good at. We're going to work on what you're not good at yet. Wow. Yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing training. Like... It was a good balance between, you know, pleasure and pain. So, of yeah. course, we, got to do, we did the fun part too, but there was a part where we did all the confronting stuff. It's important to become better at what you're doing. So, I think what's probably important for our audience is, you know, Denise is a lean, mean fitness machine, if I can put it that way, just in a description. <laughs> you know, we're going to try and get this onto YouTube so that it's nice to put a face behind a name, especially with the, the voice. But I frame it that way because it sounds like you had a lot of exposure to people with things like just just mental ability and being in front of audiences, as you put it, it's a good segue to maybe bring it together into your yoga experience. You entering the world of yoga and yoga teaching, some people have never done yoga before. Some have done yoga before. Some, I think, have the wrong impression for what yoga is. I met you through going to Fitness First. A friend had introduced me to yoga when I went on holiday to Queensland the Gold Coast. We did a small class together. So that was like yeah. a studio. But I think what you're describing is more fitness first style, massive studio for today. If maybe we can leave listeners with a bit more about yoga and impart them with some knowledge on how to further their advanced level of yoga. 
you want to get into yoga, you don't know really what to expect because whenever you feel like you want to do something new and it's um, you haven't done that, you haven't done yoga class, any classes, you just don't know what to expect. You just think of yoga, it's something where you have to do all these amazing balancing poses and something you might think I'm not flexible enough, I'm not strong enough to do all of that. And the thing is about yoga is, for me, yoga is always just all about body awareness. And that body awareness can be anything. You can come to the yoga class, you can sit on your mat and you can sit cross-legged and just take a few deep breaths and absorb your, your breathing. That's already considered yoga, you know, just sitting there and being aware, completely aware of your body. Or you can sit in the child's pose, just feel um, how the child's pose feels to you, like where you feel tightnesses, where you feel like you need a bit of a release, or maybe that feels good, or maybe that doesn't feel so good on your knees. So it doesn't matter what it is. It's just about that you're starting to become aware of your body. So again, if someone thinks about doing yoga class, every, every good yoga teacher would say, first of all, you know, you do what you can, you come here. You can just have a look at everything if you want to just one hour, just have a look at how it's done if you want to. But sometimes if you feel like you want to just jump in, do a pose, do a try the downward dog, that's, that's what you're going to do. It's not really about doing all this amazing stuff, what they're doing straight away. It's just about doing what you're comfortable with. And later on, when you feel, okay, I'm just starting to feel a bit more comfortable in this whole setup also between these other people, which might be good, maybe not good. Do it as good as you can. It doesn't have to look pretty. And uh, when you feel like, okay, this is a bit too much for me, have a, have a seat, have a look how it's done. When you feel ready again, jump back in. The most fun I had in yoga classes was when I was teaching beginners. I was in the park, in the main park. I was teaching a group of beginners. They had no idea about yoga. We had the most fun there because I, that was the, the, the point was try it. And I gave them, um, I have to say also, intentionally sometimes more advanced poses because I knew they were, they were going to laugh about it because some of them were falling out of it and some, some, <laughs> some of them just had fun trying this out and thinking, oh my God, this is so hard. I'm falling out of this. But they were comfortable with it. We were comfortable with putting themselves out of a comfort zone and accepting, okay, I'm not good at this, but it's kind of fun to experience my body. Okay, this is really, really weird. I can't do this yet. But there was this thought in them that it can be done. Like if I keep coming to this yoga class and, and just keep trying this, I actually can achieve this because I can see the steps that lead to it. Wow. So it's, it's quite a journey that you've had. And it, yes. and it sounds like in what you're saying, even classes that people take, because I'd spoken to people before I started doing yoga and I was quite skeptical because I've heard of things like people have pulled out their backs or, yeah. you know, they did poses that were like, you know, like wicked poses that what some people have in their minds. So I suppose for someone starting out on a beginner level, is it something where over time they'll get more supple, they'll get more stretchy, you know, each class builds on the next. And, and I think that's what it sounds like. That's what you're explaining. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the most important thing is that you just keep coming. You know, you can't expect anything from doing one yoga class. You're not going to get that far. You need to do two or three, maybe even classes in a week where you can really start to feel, okay, your body starts to get the hang of it. Like you're starting to feel that something is happening. You get more flexible, you get, you build up the strength for it. But very important it is, as always in, in yoga, but everything else too, is that you listen to your body. So if something does not feel right because you might not be on that level yet to do this pose. Just listen to your body and just back off a bit mm -hmm. and then start again and even talk to the teacher, you know, so tell them, that's what I always had with my, uh, the, mem the members that came to me said, listen, that hurt for me. Is there any variation that I can do? And um, again, a good teacher would tell them like, yeah, of course you have to do, maybe don't do it exactly like this, but try it first to do it that way. And next time we do it. So that's very important that you listen to your body. That's the enjoyable part about yoga. 
Yeah, it's like, you know, they say no pain, no gain. And I know I'm probably not a good comparison. You know, I don't mind the pain. I think that's part of, the, you know, pushing the mind sometimes. But certainly all these things you're saying I can resonate with. I think even for me, like I find now, if I don't do yoga once a week, I really feel it. It's quite incredible. Mm. But if I, if I just do it at least once a week, I feel that stretch. I feel so much better. And obviously part of yeah. an integrated plan, like program, you know, like a lifestyle exercise regime. Absolutely. But what I'm hearing you say is like, it's about the practice, you know, and it's like anything else you want to practice music or you want to get better at something. You've got to keep practicing. So I think it's more like, like for me, it blends into the lifestyle. You're not going to go to one class and think, wow, that thing's amazing. It does need to be built. I don't ever have to do it again. (laughs) Exactly. It's about very much the consistency. And this is where you feel the real benefit of it. Of course. I mean, you will feel, feel the benefit straight away after doing one class because you just feel more balanced as you, like, you know, yourself, you just feel straight away there's a change happening, but yeah. the real um, strength and the real flexibility and mo- mobility, when you start to feel the spaciousness in your body will come after doing this like weekly, and this is once a week, you feel the difference. Twice a week, you will feel more difference quicker. You know, so that's how it works because the body will remember, but the consistency is what does it. That's the important part, sticking to it. Yeah. Denise, at the moment, in terms of your teachings, connecting up with, with you, if people want to take classes, how can people get in touch? You know, if they want to try something, I know, look, hopefully we're going to have listeners all around the world and across Australia. But if people are in the local area, um, around Bondi area, are you giving classes online? Do you have any recommendations for online, for apps? Um, how can people find you? Well, you can always email me more than welcome to email me under focusds at gmail.com. Uh, can give you lots of information about um, where to go here in Bondi, definitely. One um, app that I would recommend is called Inner Dimension. It's more of the, the approach is, I would say, a modern yoga approach, but it is very good structures for beginners, different lengths of classes, different um, yoga styles, so yin, hatha, even acrobatic yoga. It's called Inner Dimension. That's an app that I would definitely, for all um, levels, I would recommend this app. Awesome. So we'll put that in the show notes as well and and in the podcast show notes. So for those that wanted, the link will be there. That's cool. You know, just gravitating around lifestyle maybe and yoga and the benefits. I think as a lifestyle, like how do massage and yoga come together? Do they go, do you think they go hand in hand? Yeah, absolutely. You know, in yoga, as I said before, you can start off really easy. It's it's about, can be just about breathing if that's what you want. In massage, the same, like you can go have a nice, relaxing Swedish massage and just feel relaxed, you know. But then again, it's about like, what, what do you, what do you want to get out if you, if you do that? If you um, have pain, you have deep tightness, um, a re- relaxing massage won't, won't get you far. So if you know you want to fix something deeper, you know, where you have pain, let's say lower back pain, neck pain, means that you have to, again, move out of your comfort zone and say, okay, let's address this. This means it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable. It can be painful because you're going a bit deeper. You're going to be confronted with this pain that you've been carrying around for so long. If that's what you do, it's, it's, it's the deep tissue massage. You know, sometimes I master someone and we're going, getting into this pain with certain pressure. And usually the first thing what people do is tighten up and resist it. I want to escape this feeling of discomfort or this pain feeling, of course, no one likes pain. What I do straight away is actually I stay with the pressure. No, I, I won't back off. I'm just going to stay with the pressure and, and then tell them, okay, look, just take a deep breath in. And then with the exhale, try to let everything drop around this pain and just, first of all, just look at this pain. Just mm-hmm. try to feel this pain. Don't run away from it. Try to feel it. Let, allow yourself to feel this discomfort. And when they can just 
slowly relax with this pain and I let it go and I let everything drop. Many times the most amazing release will happen in those massages, not by me doing anything, but by actually them looking at that pain and discomfort and say, okay, I'm okay, I'm accepting that it's there, I'm looking at it, I'm choosing to let this actually go, I surrender to this. You can feel like the, the release of it straight away coming through. It can be very quick, very quick release. But that's a, a yoga approach as well. You know, you were starting to slowly get to know your body. But in order to do that, sometimes you need to just look at the things that are not nice. You can't run away from them. You can't escape from them. Mm-hmm. Not if you want to let them go. Not if you want to grow as a person also. I think we, we live life with fragments. Like you tried once and oh, it's not for me. I know initially I'd seen you because I had like a spasm as a result of like hardcore training and, you know, maybe overindulgence, you know, I love ultra and I love long distance. You always think of this one hit fix, you know, I'll, I'll come and get it. You know, I'm, I'm all blocked up. I'll have a massage. It'll just fix the problem and I'll stand up and walk out of there. And I think like where I'm heading is the purpose, you know, like you said, people can have a massage for relaxation, one off, that's fine. And you can just have a mellow, relaxing massage. But oftentimes you'd said to me, like if you have regular maintenance for, for a lot of people, I think they go straight to the money thing, you know, like that's going to cost all the time. But if you said to someone like, what's your health worth? So I think what's interesting when we spoke last time, you'd, you'd even said it's like sometimes massage. Yes, it can be relaxing, but you have to think of purpose. It can be pain management. Do you see people from a health perspective that that maybe not saying their doctors diagnosed them and said, listen, you go have to have a massage fortnightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but do, you know, I'm sure you see patients for a variety of reasons. But would you recommend a regular massage? Do you think there's just good medical benefits? And I think I suppose it ties into the practice part of yoga, you know, like. I I recommend that definitely, especially for people who do a lot of exercise, a lot of sports. I think it's needed. I myself have one every every week or every two weeks, definitely. And it makes a big difference for me. It's like your your car when you don't bring it to the service on a regular basis or you don't uh, refill the oil or whatever. It's just going to get run down. That's just what happens. So um, it's not only massage, but it's also regular stretching, of course, and yoga. But massage is a very important part, I see, as as, uh, keeping just your body running smoothly. You know, it doesn't mean it will fix all your problems you had in in your body. It will keep the bugs out, the bugs that (laughs) probably would. I mean, I have that myself. If I don't do massage, I get this. I don't know if you ever had it, the knife in the back and just won't go away. (laughs) And it's just one of those things. If I do the massage, I can keep that, for example, out of it. I can um, manage my pain much better if I have regular massages plus stretching and all of those things. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's the key. Like we're creatures of habit. You know, I think if you don't commit yourself to exercise, you don't commit yourself to mindfulness, it's difficult to stay in a pattern of regular maintenance. So if nothing else, I think to kind of know you've got a massage fortnightly or once a month, like you said it before with yoga, it's just great maintenance. And sometimes, yes, it comes at a cost, but I think, like I said, you know, what's that cost relatively speaking to, to feeling better for so many people sitting at desks who might be our listeners um, at the desk eight hours a day, even more so. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, if you let it come to a really bad state, then you're probably going to spend up a lot more than what you would have done with regular maintenance of massage. And do you think there's like, is there any science or otherwise you're aware of that? Because I I notice when I have regular maintenance, I find I actually recovery with little incidents a little bit quicker. You only feel when you, um, when things like this happen that you actually because you haven't been doing something that you always usually do, which is part of your exercise regime, which includes massage, which includes stretching. If you stop one of those things and you think, oh, we'll see how can, maybe I can get away with it until something like this happens. 
And yeah, it's just, and it's not, it's not a big issue because you know how to stretch, you know how to also take care of those little things too, but it's just another layer of looking after your body. Yeah, I can certainly relate to that and, and certainly say with COVID, I'm missing it a lot. And even things like stretching on the little ball and rolling, you know, from all the, the running yeah. and all of that, I suppose. That's it's, part of it, yeah. Yeah, but it, it's, not, it's not the same as, as a deep tissue massage, I suppose. But you can, uh, with a roller, you can definitely take care of ITBs. Yeah. And that sort of stuff. Just, I mean, it's, it, as you said, if you, you can't do it in a time of COVID and this sort of stuff is already pretty good. If you can just go on the floor and roll around, do a few stretches. I mean, that's already. Yeah. So again, if, if any listeners are not sure we're speaking of, um, certainly many runners, there's rollers that you've, you've probably seen in the gym or just seen at Kmart or Target or Rebel or any sports store. Generally, one can uh, stretch out all the t- tight spots painfully, might I add. Um, you know, Maybe. there's a couple yeah, YouTube videos out there, but it's, it's not quite a massage, but it's probably the closest thing you could do self-serving. For some areas, definitely. Yeah. For some areas, yeah, exactly. Wow, Denise. So look, you certainly cover a whole lot of skills, you know, from yoga to massage. And I think for me, when I think yoga, I think massage, I don't know why, but somehow meditation and mindfulness definitely come into play. You know, I think meditation, like in yoga and gymnastics, you know, if you aren't present, you'll fall. It's something you've said to me before. And that's where I think you kind of think of Master Yoda and yoga and mindfulness, <laughs> and it is all connected. So what are your thoughts on meditation? There's phases similar where, where I do it every day because I feel the, the benefit of it. But sometimes meditation also can be just being, just being, as you said, being mindful, being present. So Meditation is just a, a, another way of just becoming aware of yourself, you know, like you be becoming aware of your thoughts and meditation doesn't mean always bliss, bliss, bliss. Sometimes you feel really angry or you feel there's fear coming up in your, in your uh, mind and you just think, okay, I'm going to meditate on that. So meditation can be looking at something that is not so pleasant or it's uncomfortable for you. And you actually sit down and say, oh, so why, why am I angry now? So you go into your mind and Meditate on that. Why? Where's the, where's the anger coming from? So it's just meditation is another form of getting to know yourself, looking at things that you might not like on yourself, and um, just peeling peeling away the layer of the onions. You know, so it's mm-hmm. um, you just get getting deeper and deeper in your own being and just getting to know that. So you're doing yoga to become aware of your body and becoming aware of your mind, of your breathing. All of that ties in exactly the same way as it would be with meditation. You know, just becoming aware of where are these thoughts coming from? What thoughts am I having? I think how people kind of like why they do it and how they get into it. It's quite a dangerous thing. It's very private. I think, I think it's quite personal. I've started meditating. Some people like it used to attach it to religion or there are a lot of skeptics out there. I, I think none of the above, like it is what you make it sometimes just getting over the hump and getting into it and not knowing how or where to start. I joined um, Sam Harris you know, again, I'll put in the show notes, but I like jump. The first thing I did was jump on my phone and go to the app store and try a whole lot of meditation. You know, there's so many of them. The thing I found was none of them really explained how to do meditation properly, or it's all about breathing on some of the apps. And I don't think that, you know, it's, I think focusing on your breathing is certainly something you can take everywhere with you. I still use guided meditations. And obviously we could have probably three podcasts of meditation alone. 
But I think guided meditation is probably an important word in that people that have never done it before, I would say, let go of whatever you tried before, or, or if it didn't work for you and you're skeptical, I think there is a formula that kind of works. But have you found if people want to get into meditation specifically, you know, before you go off and think about how you'll do it yourself? Because I think you're right. What you're saying there is it's just about thinking and breaking things down. But I do think some people need a, like a bit of a helping hand to get into it. Um, so do you have any advice for how people can get started? There are some really good apps. Like again, if that app I mentioned before about yoga, they have the section for meditation as well, yeah. guided, guided med meditation, different types. The easiest way to start is always the breathing. Meditation is a, like a point of focus. So first thing naturally would come is just your breathing, hearing the breathing going in and out. Um, that's the first thing um, I would say to focus on. Next thing is also to focus on your body, you know, go from part to part. It's also very popular meditation, like to start with your feet, your ankles, your calves, going through um, whole, the whole body all the way up to the top. So you have this complete focus on just awareness of your body, how you sit, where it connects to the floor, things like this, where your clothes connect to the skin, like who, who thinks about this? Yeah. But it's just about this point of like complete focus, you know, to not let your monkey mind run away. And that's what always um, good meditations, what they're saying is also, if you feel like your, your mind's running away, again, just, just notice it and bring it back. Yeah. Like that concept you've conveyed in yoga, you know, even massage of like just the regularity and the practice of it. And that each time gets better. I've found it's crazy. Like I'm quite fast paced and I speak very fast, but I think very fast. And I used to be quite, not, not hot headed, it's the wrong word, but I used to be quite abrupt. Like sometimes you'd lash back, you know, the knee jerk reaction, they say. But meditations kind of helped me ease up a little bit. And, and oftentimes I find myself pausing and thinking before I act, um, even with teams at work or out at fitness, you know, it's a bit of a, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an amazing experience. Yeah, it's like you you start to watch yourself from a different angle. Like yeah. you start to see yourself and say, okay, I've um, already know this one is what I usually do, but now maybe can do it differently. So you become you become again become more aware of your actions, your thoughts, your your um, behavior, all of it. Become more a master of of yourself. Amazing, yeah. So and I think look. Um I suppose I would ask and maybe kind of to, heading towards our close, like what do you think defines success in meditation? I know some people struggle with mental health, even with yoga, massage, um, how it all comes together. You know, if someone was thinking, look, I'm going to give this thing a try, uh, you know, true to the core, it's like stepping outside your comfort zone if you haven't done any of these things. But if someone was to start, like what do you think, what, what indicators could they look like that maybe define success for them? Success for them is actually to become, I think there's a sense of peace that comes through all of this, I think, because when you're doing this class or when you're doing this meditation, it's all about you just spending basically time with yourself. You saying yourself, okay, I'm the most important person now for me. And um, this, this uh, already uh, focus in, in a self-loving way. You just feel that um, after yoga class, you feel like like your mind was blown through with something and you kind of, you cleaned the slate. I think that's what they say, clean yeah. the slate. Your mindset is completely like fresh, like because you have changed your focus on what you usually do, you know, all the, the monkey mind stuff that's going through your head. You go through this yoga class, you, your focus is something completely different. If it's a good teacher, they will guide your um, thoughts and what you should be looking out for. If you're doing guided meditation, again, you get this, guidance and where to put your thoughts 
in a more self-loving way, more uh, um, self-focused way. And it feels like you just, because you change this point of focus, there's this peacefulness, calmness coming through. That's definitely where, what your goal is with all of this. Yeah. Well, Denise, um, I think, look, thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, I think I would just reinforce that, you know, for anyone listening, we, we're kind of drawing towards the end of the year here in, in December in Sydney, it's heading closer. And even COVID, so many people have been cooped up indoors, um, you know, outside the comfort zone, the podcast all about building community. So, you know, I think we'll, we'll try and share in terms of your details and what you're happy to expose publicly, at least. We'll just try and share that in the show notes as well. I can certainly highly recommend you in, in so far as yoga and massage. We haven't done a, a meditation together before, but we could do that. So I look forward to that. But it's been an absolute pleasure having you. And um, yeah, just a, a massive shout out to you. I think if anyone needs to get in touch and they struggle to do that, just to reach out via outside your comfort zone and, and we'll connect you guys. But yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thanks so much. Not a problem. Pleasure. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Outside Your Comfort Zone with Glenn Miller, your comfort zone coach. If you like what you hear, help spread the word. Subscribe to the podcast and invite a friend. For show notes, links and extra goodies, visit comfortzonecoach.com.au.